Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Football's back, baby. It feels so good. Hall of Fame game's going on right now. It's absolutely terrible. Josh Jacobs is the only guy who looks decent. Trayvon Walker still kind of looks like he's trying to f- figure everything out. But Cass, we're back. Football's football's on TV. It's therapeutic. The Buckeyes are in camp right now. Some some big things coming out of the Woody Hayes Center. How are you feeling today now that the Buckeyes are back? Dude, I, we've been waiting for this a long time. I mean – Honestly, yeah, we had the Rose Bowl, great Rose Bowl victory, but we've been waiting for this since November 27th of last year, man, um, or whatever the date was. We've been waiting a long time because this football team, just the way the vibe that we get from other media members and the vibe that we got from um, Coach Day's press conference today, this is a pissed-off football team. <laughs> and they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, uh, I guess guys on defense are flying around the football. Jim Knowles is very impressed with some guys. They really took this time with Mickey Marotti in July, and I guarantee it it was the best July since Mickey Marotti has been there um, as the strength coach with, with the players. Because think about it, Mickey Marotti has never seen a team lose. Well, since 2011, he hasn't seen it. He hasn't coached a strength team. Um. Since we lost to Michigan, and this was the first time, and I think the way we lost to Michigan this past season, I mean, yeah, we got the Rose Bowl victory, but this is a different feel, just the way we've been hearing out of the camp. I just love that, you know, you, you hear about all these, you know, workout warriors. You hear a guy like Julian Fleming, one, you know, the Iron Buckeye or whatever they call it, you know, one of the most improved guys, a guy, you know, Julian Fleming, a guy who's battled injuries, uh, has a lot of questions coming into the year and looks like, you know, it, it, he's put on a good camp so far. I'm hearing looks like he might be in for a big year cast. And I'm really excited to see that. Cause you know, we we're excited about Marvin Harrison jr. Obviously know we have with Jackson Smith and Jake, but, but, uh, and obviously Mecca Abuka is a burner and he's going to do dynamic things. But Julian Fleming kind of is, uh, kind of the, you know, the underdog in the room, which is shocking. Cause he was obviously the top recruit. And he comes into kind of a very favorable situation, you know, a lot of hype, uh, you know, people, people are, you know, believing this offense and people are going to really focus on, I think obviously doubled probably JSN and then Marvin Harrison's going to get maybe doubled at times or, you know, some looks. So I think Fleming might have a chance to really, you know, make some plays for himself if he's healthy. And and also hearing that finally Cameron Babb is a hundred percent. Uh, so that's going to add, mm-hmm. add more depth to the wide receiver room. I mean, this is going to be huge, honestly, especially for a quarterback like C.J. Stroud. You have Marvin Harrison Jr. You have a Mecco Buka. You have you have Jackson Smith and Jigba. What made Ohio State great in the passing game with Dwayne Haskins in the record-breaking year? You had Ben Victor. You had Austin Mack. You had K.J. Hill. You had Terry McLaurin. You had C.J. Saunders. You had five, six guys rotating. Guess what? We have five, six guys could be rotating. And Jibba's not leaving the field. It's in special packages where we don't need to go up top with Marvin Harrison. Oh, let's bring Emeka Abuka and and Julian Fleming in. 
even too, Fleming's a great blocker. Uh, when he gets yeah. out there, he, I mean, the one thing you got, I, he might not be the greatest receiver just yet, but when you get when Julian Fleming's out on the field, he always gives a great effort. You know, he made that strip that that uh, fumble. You know, he stripped stripped Indiana that one time, caused that fumble. We recovered, big play. He's always made throwing good blocks. Like in the Rose Bowl, he 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 sprung that one JSN touchdown. You're always going to get a good play and effort out of Julian Fleming. And, and like they, I remember I what was it Nebraska? He had that catch that they said it wasn't a catch, which was a, it was a ridiculous catch. I don't know how it wasn't a catch. One yeah, foot. yeah. I mean, you, he had. A, I thought he had a solid Rose Bowl. He caught one yeah. pass in the Rose Bowl, but it was a t- you know a touchdown. I mean, Julian Fleming is a guy like you know we're go- that's going to give him Mecca Buko a breather because we're going to see a Mecca Buko on special teams. I mean, kickoff return maybe, but it's great to have those guys rotating. But it's what's also great is when you have G. Scott Jr. and Joe Royer stepping on the scale. And weighing two hundred and forty pounds, one six foot four, and the other one's six foot two. And we all know like G. Scott Jr. can block as a receiver. Now that like, he can add that versatile at the tight end. Could we be in store for another Marcus Ball and Nick Vanette like type tight ends with Joe Royer and you know G. Scott Jr.? I mean, and don't forget we got Cade Stover. All of a sudden, the biggest question mark on offense, which was tight end. Start like physicality wise, what the body, what the body looks like, could be a strength. It really does because it, it, it's crazy. I think I think our tight end group room is really deep right now because it's we have obviously. I think Royer's probably the most complete. Uh, he he's probably I would say he's probably going to be the starter, and he's the most he can catch and and block. He's he's a good threat at both. Stover's he, the best blocker. He's. Scott's the or, best receiver. Yeah. I mean, he. Let, let's look at it this way. You have G. Scott, who would be Marcus Ball, who's probably the best receiver at tight end that year. You had Nick Vanette, who was, the, who was Joe Royer, who was the complete guy. And then you have Rashad Berry, who would probably be Cade Stover, who was the yeah, best blocker. Exactly. I mean, yeah. but you obviously have a better quarterback in the backfield. You have no offense to young J.K. Dobbins, but you have a better running back in the backfield. That's think- another thing. Yeah, I think Stolper's a- much better than Rashad Berry, though. Yeah, probably. I, I would say he's probably a better ass. Like, not that Rashad Berry wasn't bad, but like Cade Stolper, I think both sides on the ball. I think Stolper can make a imp- bigger impact. That's going to help inside the ten, though. Think about it. you could throw a three tight. Now you can throw a wrinkle out there with three tight end set with one wide receiver and run the ball. Like with that's going to help. Brian Williams, <laughs> Travion. I mean Travion Henderson. You yeah. Know. Evan Pryor. I mean, <laughs> the list goes on and on, and I mean, that's what they talked about. It, you know, the, you know, um, tomorrow. You know, Dave Biddle was talking about on his little thing today on Twitter. They're going to have Tony Alford and the running backs on Twitter tomorrow, like or, or no, they're going to interview him tomorrow after practice. It's going to be interesting what Tony Alford and the running backs say because we have a very deep running back class. I mean, how they recruit, like Zach Smith said today. How they recruited Mayan Williams to stay at Ohio State is beyond me because he could have went and made bank somewhere else as a bit of starting running back anywhere else. So it's going to be interesting. This offense is so loaded. Do we have enough footballs to go around to share the wealth? And, the mean, answer is no. 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 A couple people are going to get burnt. But I think it's going to be people who we were not expecting to lo- like lose touches and yards. That's my prediction. Some people are going to get burnt. Absolutely, Cass. Yeah. I mean, and then the fact that, 
you know, this offensive line, Justin Fry, it, you know, yeah, Matthew Jones and Donovan Jackson. It sounds like, you know, in Paris Johnson and Dewan Jones at Who tackles. slim, slim. He's, I was talking to our boy Jamie Sumner, and he said that boy is trying to get paid. That's why he got slim. And yeah, it's a good, it's a good slim though. Like he, he's still a guy like Dewan Jones. Too slimming down is a lot different than a, a regular lineman slimming down. That man was, like, he's Thanos. He could lose a little bit, and he's still going to push people around. He's going to be quicker, leaner, probably less injury prone. And I like, to, I like to propose this cast. I like to, my 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 lock of the year. Well, not lock, but my my wild bet of the year. You probably can't bet this anywhere. Maybe with your bookie, I don't know. Dewan Jones will score at least one touchdown this year for the Buckeyes. Book it. Uh, I'm calling it. We he, that man is too athletic, too lean that we can't run some like tackle eligible past him. No one would cover him. No, we have so many weapons. Like if we, Dewan Jones reported as eligible, no one would even notice because they'd be like, Oh, we have to cover Fleming, JSN, Travion Henderson, all these people. And Dewan Jones could literally just take two steps, catch a football touchdown. I'm calling it like he could, <laughs> we could easily do that. Oh, man. Okay. My bu- yeah. I, I'm also laughing at something else too. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a autograph signed Henry Ruggs the third Las Vegas Oakland Raiders full size white panel football. That's like the equivalent of on like Amazon. Buy, that's like buying like an OJ Simpson Bills football for 150 bucks. You can't really see it because of my background, but 150 bucks on Amazon. That's crazy that that's even <laughs> up there. It's insane. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, going back to the Buckeyes, I mean, whew, we could go on and on about this offense, but a lot of question marks we know is on the defensive side. The biggest question mark I would have to say, Jake Seibert moving from kicker to playing a little bit of cornerback. And I love this. I mean, I've seen him play in high school. He's a great athlete, but I think he's just trying to find a way to fit in maybe that's what, like well well day said day said he's just trying to find a way to contribute right now which i love i love that mentality i love that and, and i mean he's he's probably right because think about it you got you got obviously ruggles lou groza award probably you know fr- front runner or close to i think could win the lou groza we got the kid from usc who's not eligible right now but we still got him so, uh, Cyber's got, you know, a little bit where it's time to figure out some stuff and, you know, he's going to earn the respect of his teammates by just going out there and put, yeah. playing some scout team, maybe learning a new position. And, I love and, it. it it's and the awesome. fact that by the time his senior year or junior senior year, whatever eligibility, he's going to be the starting kicker. It's, I mean, I would, I love to know that my starting kicker in a few years has, you know, really gone out, tried to be a football player with the guys, like smashed heads, covered guys. Maybe we'll run some trick stuff with him in the future. Maybe he can line up – maybe he can line up as a uh, as a place kicker, kick an onside kick and run somebody over. Yeah, like th- I love that, Cass. Yes, because think about it. If he's a gunner on special teams, we line him up. You line him up. Like Ruggles goes to kick all sides, Cybert from the side, little squibber. A Buka Zolave 2.0 catches it. I love that idea, man. Or um, I also like with Cybert too that I completely lost my train of thought here. I'm going to get it in a second. <laughs> uh, 
what was it? I completely forgot. I don't know. <laughs> well, and, and that's the thing, you know, you know, we keep hearing about the defensive line. I mean, defensive line, they're going to rotate five, six guys. I've been hearing. There's a lot of guys that's really impressive. You know, Teron Vincent, impressive. They did say Tyleek Williams is probably the most complete yeah. defensive tackle. Obviously, it showed last year. Um, and then you got, you know, you got a lot of guys. Uh, and of course, the DNs. We could go on and on about the DNs. Zach Harrison. They said Zach Harrison looks pretty good. Uh, you know, they got Javante Jean Baptiste and Zach Harrison running with the ones. Zach Harris. I mean, uh, Jack Sawyer and JT Two and Milow running with the twos. That's. I mean, there. I ain't. Oh, we said this off air. No, no offense to Javante Jean Baptiste. He's earned it. He's been there a long time. But JTT is going to start. Hands down. I mean, it, it, yeah, I mean, like, like I, I think JTT has the better upside for sure, but I, I, I wouldn't hate seeing Javante Jean Baptiste start. I think he's, I think if he, if he were to start over JTT, I think, I think he could be a really good player too. So it, it's if Javante Jean Baptiste is actually just performing better than JTT, then I'm fine with that because I do think Javante Jean Baptiste, if he plays at his best, cast he's such a large frame. He's such a, like a. Uh, like a, he could be like such a freaky athlete, he might be have better upside than JTT. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I think what it is, but they're going to rotate guys. I mean, th- that's the pretty thing about this defense. We're going to see a lot of rotation. And, yeah, and, and including in the back seven. I mean, you're going to lo- they've been running three three linebackers and then rotating with you know five DBs. I mean, obviously we've been hearing Denzel Burke and Cam Brown are the two outside corners. But who's that third corner when we have to run a third corner? Who's that second safety if we have to run that safety in there? Jake Seibert. <laughs> who, who, I mean, who's the back end safety? Yeah. Uh, is it Josh? I, I think ultimately it's going to be Tanner McAllister and Josh Proctor and Ronnie Hickman rotating those. It's so Tanner tough. McAllister is so tough. Guys, I, said, I tweeted this out. To, I mean, I didn't tweet it out to Dan, but I texted Dan and I'm thinking. I started thinking, I was like, man, do we have the best safety room outside of maybe Alabama in the country? It's much better than Alabama. Alabama just, uh, just has battle, right? We battle. Got, and, yeah, we got Ronnie Hickman. Hickman. All Big Proctor, Ten player. McAllister, all Big Proctor, 12 player. Stokes. Proctor. Styles. Ransom. Dante's done. Uh, Cam Martinez. Tyler Johnson. Ransom. Kai Stokes. Uh, Sonny Styles. Uh, yep, we said that. I mean, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine guys in the safety room. Yeah, it's unreal. It's. I mean, I think I think a guy too like Lathan Ransom could have a really big year too. Yeah, they've been saying he's been rotating in the corners. I think all in all, the three safeties that they'll probably rotate: Hickman, McAllister, Proctor. You cannot take Hickman off the field. He was one of our leading tacklers last year. But the skill set of McAllister, def- like his knowledge of Jim Knowles' defense, there's no way he's not seeing the field. Josh Proctor, his skill set, man. Court Williams. Like, <laughs> we forgot Court. Why do we always forget Court Williams? Well, Court today? Williams reminds me of, like, he's got this, he's a little bit undersized as a linebacker, but he's, he, he could be a linebacker. Put on some pounds, move inside as a linebacker, like C. Grant did. Maybe have. Re- rejuvenate his career but also the linebackers are deep i mean you're talking i about mean top- you can't you, you're telling me you could they couldn't teach court williams to be like pete werner like well they said he struggles in coverage 
I, which it blows my mind because he's such like a no, no offense to Pete. Pete was a, Pete's a fantastic linebacker, but I, like Court Williams, I think is a better athlete than Pete Warner. And Pete Warner proved, you know, if you just put the effort in and like study the tape and like get just you practice your technique, you were going to be a really good player in coverage. Which now he's one of the best coverage linebackers we've seen. Honestly, I think he led the Saints and tackled last year. Maybe yeah. No, I mean so. You're like uh, Court Williams just needs to study what Pete Warner did, in my opinion. Because well, we need Williams a player also, like that. Court, Court Williams also fought injuries. Jontae's done also. We had that nasty injury. We were at the Rutgers yeah. game when he had that nasty yeah. injury. So he could be, like we said, Sonny, I think Sonny Styles, Kai Stokes probably play a lot of special team this year because Kai Stokes had that amazing uh, spring game. He's so athletic and versatile. But I mean, Sonny Styles, I play, I watched him in high school. We watched him play Kai- high basketball i mean kai stokes though is a dog he's a dog and you know how just, you know, wow you know why he's a dog because one he just steps in the spring game makes all those plays shocks the world and then then you all like you see him post on his instagram and stuff he's always hanging out with like the upperclassmen so that's how you know one he's a dog two he he, he literally is i was asking like oh how how's camp on instagram like is it hard like it doesn't look that hard so like he's a guy i think who's finding it kind of easy right now which is scary for like a guy you know let, as young as he is let me tell you hickman was he a junior senior this year McAllister's a senior proctor's a senior yeah think about next year's safeties court williams if he's court williams sonny styles kai stokes it's filthy. Young, but filthy. And don't keep in mind, the linebackers right now, they're the three. They said that Steel Chambers is finally, like, he's taken that whole year Brit, Brit, uh, being a linebacker now, taking it in a roll and running through the punches. They said Tommy Eicherberg is really taking charge. Like, he's very athletic. Then you got Tarada Mitchell, who's just, they said he's finally, it's finally clicking. Zach Smith said it perfectly today. Can he be that Curtis Grant? Um, I, see, I see every day when I go on LinkedIn, it's always the first person for me to add is Tommy Eichenberg on LinkedIn. <laughs> that's that's all. I, like, he's so professional. I hope he does well. I do too. I I mean this linebacker crew, and then they said CJ Hicks. Uh, they said Gay Power, CJ Hicks, and Reed uh, Karachia are running with the third teams right now. But that, I mean, they said by time the end of camp, two of those three are going to be running with the second team. I do like Gay Powers. Um, and CJ Hicks, man, they said he he showed up to pra- practice looking like a junior. Like the media was so impressed. They said all the uh, the uh, freshmen look good. I mean, the guy they said the guy who wears number twenty three. I can't think of his name. The defensive end says it looks weird seeing a guy wear number twenty three as a defensive end. But they said he they all look good. They all look good. The freshmen. Are we are we are we worried about recruiting? <laughs> No, good. Everybody, everybody is. We're losing guys. Yeah, we're losing guys right now. Like this, stu- like all right, we lost but, Ty Lockwood, a tight end, irrelevant. We probably won't. Even, I mean, even utilize. Do you blame? Honestly, Nick Saban played this well. Nick Saban showed him Ohio State's tape, showed him Alabama's tape. Do you blame him for going to Alabama? No, we don't fine. utilize the tight end. We don't. It's, it's losing, I can live with it. Losing some of these defensive guys hurts. I think what guys want to see, product on the field. You also have to realize, too, Bama had to use all those resources to poach a guy from us. It wasn't like it wasn't like a West Virginia or like some Cincinnati yeah. taking him. It was Bama, and, and two our of the guys, enemy. And, and two of the guys that flipped 
wanted to play closer to home with you know the kid from that's committed to Central Florida. Yeah, yeah Dijon Johnson. He's, he's from Orlando. Come yeah. on, and then the kid that flipped to Florida. Come on, I mean these guys. He's from Florida. I get why you know money talks. I mean, it is what it is. We're going to get these players. They want to see product on field. And guess what? The way you be, two great weekends for recruiting: Notre Dame first game of the season and Michigan the, set, the last week of the season. You bring in a lot of recruits for those two games. Wisconsin, <laughs> Wisconsin, Iowa, the Scarlet Out, the Blackout, team up north, Notre Dame. Those four weeks huge for recruiting. I guarantee it. The defense shows out this year, and all four of those games we're get, we're bringing in the money recruits. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried at all. Uh, it's just people are freaking out. <laughs> I felt bad. Scarlet and Great, the podcast, got absolutely dragged on Twitter. If, uh, if Tennessee Jeff's not freaking out about recruiting, then I'm not. I'm not, yeah. Scarlet and Great got absolutely body bagged on Twitter. I, I like I, I know I, I feel bad. Like they, what they said wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. It, they could have said better stuff. Everyone's dragging them. But, like, I, I haven't always batted a thousand, so I'm not going to throw, throw like, stones at, you know, glass houses or whatever. It's They, they could definitely do better, but – uh, it, 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 like it, it, I think everyone's just kind of upset right now because recruiting's not going our way. Let's just keep, you know, be chill, uh, not stress too much because I was shocked that one, and at least in basketball, Devin Royal picked the Buckeyes. I thought for sure, for sure, he's going to Michigan State. Yeah, I was texting my buddies. I'm like, he, he's going to be a Sparty. He's going to be a Sparty. He's going to win Big Ten Player of the Year. And they're like, stop being so negative, Dan. I'm like. He's going to Bama then. <laughs> He's going to Bama. There's so, no way. I, I, when you put Bama and Sparty on the table next to Ohio State in basketball, I was sweating. The the thing is, is I know this kid. I don't know him personally, but I've covered a few of his games. I've covered his state. You weren't worried. No, I wasn't worried. I thought he was going to Michigan State. I ain't going to lie. I, I thought better chance to go play longer in March. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to think, his be- one of his best friends is on the football team at Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, which is a good connection. Yeah, I mean, Devin Royal is a fantastic player. I think he needs to bulk up to where he want, where he's going to end up playing. Um, but he's going to be very good. I mean, I think he will be very good for Chris Holtman and the Buckeyes. Heck, I mean, if we don't make it to the Sweet Sixteen this year, <laughs> we might not see Holtman and Devin Royal might flip to Michigan State. You never know. I mean, I'm, I'm going to be positive. I'm, I'm going to come in here with the assumption he's going to be a Big Ten player of the year. Um, yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. I, he could be. He could be that caliber. He really could be. He, um, he, has, the, he has the skill set to be that player. I just hope we don't ruin him. I swear. I'm grateful. Like I'm grateful he picked Ohio State. I hope he does I, well. I mean, this, nice, this 2023 class for Ohio State basketball is pretty nice. I do I do like the roster we got going on right now. I think we're going to have a lot better shooting. But it, it's going to come down to um, just the same old hey, stuff. By the way, Justice Suing and Zed Key are still calling out Buckeye football players. Calling out uh, C.J. Stroud. Justice Suing hasn't played basketball in over a year. I think C.J. Stroud has played more basketball than him in the past 12 months. Well, and you got to think, too, this past – this past couple months, they couldn't touch a football. They can only touch. They can touch anything yeah. else than football. So you know what those boys did? They played basketball. You got that nice basketball facility in the um, in, in the um, in the Woody. I mean, why not play some basketball? 
I can see it right now, like alley oops going up to Dewan Jones. How do you think he lost all that weight? You're not. Te- I'm telling you, man. Dewan, <laughs> Dewan Jones, uh, Cade Stover, Josh Proctor apparently is unreal. Stroud. I feel like Stover. I feel like Stover would average two. He would be like he would average two. No, hear me. He'd out. be better than Kyle Young. Hear me out. He, he'd average his average would be two points, six blocks, <laughs> 12, 14 rebounds. I, yeah, he'd be Kyle and, Young, and he would he would he would probably foul out a lot. Yeah, he's Kyle Young. Proctor would be like Eugene Brown, and then like Stroud. Well, Stroud's Mark Loving, but like just way Don't, more. No, no, no. <laughs> Stroud no. would be a way better Mark Loving, like no. a, a much a cerebral Mark Loving <laughs> with like accuracy. No, not Mark Loving. Proctor would be like a David Lighty. <laughs> David. And I, I mean, Dewan Jones would be like a Sullinger, hundred percent. Oh yeah, oh hundred percent, hundred percent. But you got to have. I mean. I think Jackson Smith would no. I think Shannon Scott. <laughs> Shannon Scott. <laughs> Stroud would be a better version of LaQuentin Ross. Okay, okay, I like it. I like it. And I think, and I think that Injigba would be. He would come off the bench like Lenzel Smith, hit a few threes here and there, and I think. Just because we need a point guard, I think I think that uh, Steel Chambers could be like Aaron Kraft. Who's average. our coach? Who's coaching us? The basketball. Brian Hartline. Hartline's coaching the basketball, fo- the football basketball team. Yeah, Brian Hartline. Okay. No, or Ryan Day. I mean, Ryan Day played basketball. He did. He did. That, that video of him draining those threes. Screw he it. Had, Screw he, it. Ryan Day would be Aaron Kraft. He would start. He'd be like Jackie Moon. He would be Ryan, coach. Ryan Day versus Chris Holtman one-on-one right now. I think Day takes it. I, I, I do. I, I know Holtman. Look, I know Holtman. He said CJ Stroud is the most confident QB1 in the country, but – I, I do think Day in his prime versus Holtman in his prime. After seeing, I haven't seen the video of Holtman play. Right. So, Ryan, Ryan Day is more strategic. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he would rain some threes. I, that would be interesting. I would pay for that. Ryan Day would be Jackie Moon. He would be player and coach. Yeah, just love him, sexy. <laughs> <laughs> the basketball team's headed to the Bahamas, I guess. Are they getting used to the Maui? I mean. By the way, the Maui tournament schedule came out. ESPNU, baby. ESPNU against San Diego State. All the other games are on ESPN2. Why is the in the middle of the pack, middle of the night, like the middle of the day, the 9 o'clock tip, which Ohio State has a 9 o'clock tip, we get ESPNU. I don't hate it, though, because it doesn't, it doesn't affect me at all because I got Hulu. I, I'm streaming, so I just I, I'll get it no matter what. I think right. everyone gets ESPNU at this point. It, yeah. like, it, it might affect you if you're not watching the game at home, but I don't hate it. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, it's Ohio State basketball. Uh, ESPNU is about our peak. What game is the What game is the Maui? What day? I, 
I have no idea. I, I don't have it circled. I just know it's like November, December-ish. All right, here we go. Got the schedule. I don't think anyone was like, let November, me circle the Maui tournament. No, November 21st at 4 p.m. on ESPNU. What is that, th- two or three days before Thanksgiving? The Buckeyes. No, it's the week before. The Buckeyes versus San Diego State. Let's see here. Which is a Monday. So it's cutting into Monday up football, man. Who's playing that night? Probably like the Jaguars. And Raiders. <laughs> I, I, I'm i glad I haven't even taken a look at this game. I watched the first three drives, and I was just like, this is terrible. Zero, zero, and it says improv. No, that's not accurate. All right, Monday There's- Night Football, November 21st. 49ers at the cards. That's that'll be all right, actually. That's actually pretty good. Uh it's 13-0, 13-0 Raiders, by the way. This game looks pretty terrible though. I by mean, the the way, Jag- Jaguars are so bad. By the way, why when they're all these I feel like the Bengals, yeah, they lost the Super Bowl. I feel like they're the most disrespected Super Bowl lost team, like runner up in recent memory. Because nobody's talking about the Bengals. It's the um, Bills. It's the Chiefs. It's the it's, – it's, I've heard the Raiders. It's, I've just, heard, it's just hard to replicate that, especially right – the year after you lose a Super Bowl, it's always tough to bounce back from that right away. Not saying that they won't be a playoff team, but just the odds of them making a deep run again, it's just so tough. You have to be, you have to be a special type of team. Maybe the Bengals are. Maybe they are building something, Cass, but it's I – mean, they got you got to be, yeah. It, 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 Joe Burrow might be the outlier to this. I'm not going to lie. It's all dependent on him. Uh, they do. They could definitely go. They could go for a deep run, but it's just you know maybe someone rolls on Joe Burrow's ankle the wrong way in week five, and then he misses like six weeks, and then you know they're you know 500 going into November or something, and then it, it gets tough. Eh, it is what it is. Yeah, it's it's it's. I mean, it's all luck, to be honest. If Burrow stays healthy, Chase stays healthy, Higgins stays healthy, you're going far. Yeah. So next week, as we get, we got a couple minute more minutes here. Next week, we start breaking half the season down. Um, no, I mean, obviously, we'll break the week of Notre Dame. We'll break that game more down. But you know, we'll start breaking down the season. We'll maybe take half the half the schedule. And yeah, just, we'll probably do half, and then the second half camp football. updates both weeks. Yeah, and then the week after that, it's going to be, I believe, week zero, which we'll just do week zero picks, and then kind of just a, a preview of the like our final thoughts before the season. I think we Notre Dame. I think we should be more interactive this year with our picks this week this year. Um, just like you know, see who can beat it, and at the maybe at the instead of doing the bowl game, like the bowl game pick them thing, maybe who if you could outpick the both of us, maybe you get a prize at the end for the final. You get the Henry Rugg signed football. <laughs> We're terrible. We're terrible. We're terrible. But yeah, I mean, it, like if you come out, how you, is that one hundred fifty dollars? I'm still that still blows my mind. I mean, I don't know either. I mean, how I, how does the Buffalo Bills still have OJ Simpson's I, name I hate, up in the Ring of Honor? I, I hate to say it, but like, 
if you buy that, that's going to appreciate in value. And it's, we live in a messed up world, but that will totally, that will totally, that's at least a grand in 20 years. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, I would like the Brittany Griner signed jersey right now. I mean, oh my God. No one should get nine years from marijuana. That that's yeah. that's ridiculous. I'm sorry. Russia. I don't care what anybody says. Russia's using this as a political dig. Oh, they are. They are. We're, we're going to get fleeced in a trade. But Brittany Griner, like I, she, I, she did nothing wrong in my book. Like, I, like why is we? I mean, yeah, I she know. broke. She broke a law, but some stupid law. Some stupid law. I don't care yeah. law that Igor made. Igor, Igor, whatever. Probably. A law, probably a, probably a law that Joseph Stalin made. I mean, I don't yeah, know. ridiculous. But I'm not getting political. Yeah. Uh, it's it's football season, baby. So yeah. once yeah, again, we, yeah. I mean, we got our famous pickums. Beat the pickums coming up this year, week zero throughout the whole season. If you want to join in, join in with us. Have some little fun. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. Make sure to like, subscribe, uh, follow us on YouTube. Well, uh, I'm not really sure how YouTube works. Cast probably going to upload this video. But once again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.